Mic check one, two. Is this thing on? Yeah. Pizza was popping, y'all. Y'all know who it is and what it is. It's your professional Playboy partner, King Eastside Lee. Back in this bitch like I left something. And you are now tuned in to another episode of the Professional Playboy Podcast. I'm so glad to have all y'all with me. So glad to have all y'all listening. Today's episode is brought to you by www.obsessionhack.com. Anybody who needs some game, go on there and get your free ebook. The Female Mind Control Handbook, you can have it absolutely free. Just go to www.obsessionhack.com. Link will be in the bio. Make sure you follow me on TikTok and Instagram. Instagram is KingIsa7, K-I-N-G-I-S-A, the number seven. TikTok is my full name, KingIsa Ali, K-I-N-G-I-S-A-A-L-I. And today I got a very, very, very special guest. I got, let me tell you something about this guest. This lady is a crypto, is a crypto genius. Not only is she a crypto genius, she's a photographer. She's a videographer. She's a podcaster. An all around dope person. But what she's really known for is being the owner of the late great Michael Moroy's Too Real for TV. I got the wife of, of Michael Moroy, Miss Anna Moroy for Too Real for TV. What's going on with you, Queen? Hey, what's poppin'? Hey, I really, first and foremost, I want to appreciate, I want to just show my appreciation to you for um, getting on this interview with me, man, because, uh, you know, Michael Moroy, he had a very, very positive impact in, in my life, especially with his films. And I, I was lucky enough to have a very, very small cameo with his with one of his films. But I just want to take the time to thank you for, you know, coming on the platform and talking and talking about his story. So tell us how you're feeling today. Man, I've been good, man. And I, I wanted to tell you that was an awesome introduction. <laughs> I loved it. Oh, man, uh, you, you deserve it. Oh, thank you, man. It's a pleasure. Thank you for having me. And, you know, you, you, I know you've been seeing me active lately. So, you know, I wasn't too surprised that you hit me. You know, a couple of people have been hitting me lately. Like, you got to bring two real friends back in and I definitely feel right now it's time to... Um, you know, really show the real story of Roy and what he wanted to bring into, um, well, for to Real for TV, you know? Okay, well, so let's, I, just, let's I, I was going to say, let's talk a little bit about that. What do you think more, well, first of all, let's let's get to the beginning. How did you and Roy actually meet? Um, well, we met back in 2008. I honestly... I called him. I called that one eight hundred number, and I was in California already. He's been in Vegas. I'm so close, you know. It's just nothing but a five-hour drive. So back in the day, it was just like I, I remember I was younger though, so I was just like I I drove up there and um, we met back in '08. But then we have like 
We separated for a little while, and then we got back together in 2012. You know? Okay. Um, so from 2012 to, like, he passed, that's the time that I was um, in his life, mainly, you know? Indeed, indeed. So, so what was Leroy like behind the camera? Tell, tell us a little bit more about him. Uh, he he knew he was a great director, you know. Like this man was a, um, a natural. He really taught me like how to focus on a person's life. The way he filmed, he put like real passion into it. So he pretty much put himself in the in the person's shoes, like. When you're filming these guys, the guys he was filming, the um, Bishop, Dika, you know, um, these niggas that was actually being successful in the game back in the day, um, he really wanted to give them, like, um, a gift, which is documenting their life and seeing how they're living. You know what I'm saying? These guys have this footage to look back on and say, like, damn, look, you know, I did it. I did this. I was on Too Real for TV, and they have that footage. So as a filmmaker, he he was always like, damn, I like documenting people because it's all about documenting your life at your best. And, you know, it was just awesome. I, I thought about with, like, you know, all the different movies. Okay. Um, because it, it was, nobody was documenting stuff like that. But Roy was definitely ahead of his time when it came to those documentary films and Too Real for TV and uh, the Cross Country Pippin franchise. So let, let's talk about that. What do you think, you, what's your personal favorite project with Maroy? Or from Maroy Rap? What's my, I'm sorry, what was my what? What was your favorite project that Michael Maroy uh, actually produced and put out? Movie? Um, well, he made 13 films. I like all of them, but... Uh... <laughs> My favorite has to be part three because I met Sir C, the guy on the cover. Okay, yeah, and I actually met Sir C as well. Oh, that's cool. It's it's yeah, funny because so he you gave already me. Know, you know, you know. I mean. I was just yeah. about to say it's funny because he actually gave me cross. He gave me a copy of Cross Country th uh, Pimpin' Three. Uh, and and we we chopped it up for a hot second, so it was interesting how that happened. But continue. I'm sorry. No, that's no. I think that's cool. You actually got to talk to him probably longer than you did because my it was just like I met him. I went to go get my nails done with one of his girls, and it was like you know in Vegas how it is. You go into the nail shop, niggas meeting up, you know. So it was like I, we were going to the same place. So um, that's the uh, one of the memories that, uh, that I remember of him. Okay. Um, Okay. But, but yeah, man. Now, why, so now, much to talk, to talk about. Now, <laughs> well, now, now, what made cro uh, Cross Country Pimpin' Part Three your favorite project? Because, like I said, it was at the time I was there, like when he was, when he had just finished putting it out after he came back from the Sundance Film Festival and all. That. So, you know, it, it was like I was in that moment, you know, back in the day. So it was just it was just awesome, and then the guys that were there and, um, at that time in Vegas, you know, because now things are different and it's not the same. Now, can we touch on that? What's the difference between the uh, when you were working for Two Real for TV, where Roy was living, and, and uh, the situation now? 
um, well, it was different because, I mean, he's not here with me no more, too. So it's like, damn. <laughs> First and foremost, you know what I mean? He was the whole operation of everything. I was just like, okay, listen to me. You know, he was a mentor. So it's just like, damn, you know, how do you feel when you lose your mentor? And it's like, you have to figure everything, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, is, is that what you're talking about? Or are you oh. talking about something else? <laughs> no, no, no. You asked the question just right. And, it, and it's it's okay. funny because it's leading up to my other question is uh, I want to know some of the lessons that Maroy taught you uh, that really stuck with you. I mean, there's so many different lessons, but definitely to save my money, invest, um, I know he wanted me to be successful and after, cause we used to talk about this all the time, you know? He, when Maroy was dying, Maroy was dying, you know what I mean? Like the last two years of his life were like, you know, we used to talk a lot about death and what used to happen. So he pretty much did prepare me mentally, like when, when it comes to that. But um, I think, Everything he taught me, I'm doing it now because I'm trying to be responsible, you know, and me making this move to the Dominican Republic. I feel like I have less distractions so I can focus more on the business as well. So that's something else that I'm learning. And he would have wanted me to, you know, um, be with a good person. You know, I, I, um, I have a family now. It's been four years after his past. So it's just like, I, that I'm in a good place. And I think he, I, I, he's with me all the time, you know, no yeah. matter what. So I, I still think in ways like how he, the game he showed me, basically how he makes me, you know? Mm-hmm. And then, and then not only me, a, a lot of other friends of his, you know, that he had partners, um, these, I know um, some of my friends that are um, into fitness now and are very successful and have all other businesses. And as I think he was just very ambitious in every life that he touched. Like, um, you, like if you were around with Roy and he was blessing you with time and, and, and talking to you on the phone, because he was always talking to niggas, writing niggas in prison, all kinds of shit, you know? Um, I think that um, you would definitely, that all that game he, he gave you, you could really learn something and apply it into your life, you know? Um, <laughs> yeah, it's just deep, man. He definitely, he was ahead of his time, like you said. Like, it's funny. I'm doing this interview right now. No, that, hey, listen, this is, this is what it's all about. You know what I mean? Like, I really respected my uh, Maroy's work, and even though we only got to work together, I met him once, and we worked together once. Hold on, yeah. Oh, sorry about that. I said we got, uh, we met once, and that was in the picture that I showed you, and we actually got to work together during um, Cross Country Pimpin' Four. This is during um, Kenny Kenny Ivy's Players Ball. So. Yeah, hey, you know, I came right after that in his life. Like, when that movie, uh, when he was filming that movie, that was with TP. So, um, yeah, I was like, I wasn't around filming that, that at that time. So that's why I didn't meet you. 
Exactly. Yeah. So you know, we had we we had like bumped into each other once, and then um, I remember just uh, going to his inbox and asking him, "Hey, man, do you need you need any help with um with with Too Real for TV?" And he he gave me a job. He paid me to promote. You know, and that that was my little cameo. And I remember the story so well because. Um, at this time, I didn't have a car, I didn't have anything, but I really wanted to work with Maroy. So I ended up, the hotel that he was uh, doing a party at was not too far from my house. So I ended up catching a bus down, you know what I'm saying? Cause I didn't know, you know, there was a player's ball going on. So I just, you know, dressed comfortable. But had I knew then what I knew now, I'd address more for the occasion. But as soon as I get to the hotel room, Kenny Red opens up the door. And then, and then I come in, ain't nothing but a whole bunch of boss players up in there shaking dice and, you know, you know, holes in pocket on the corner. And I forgot who else was in there, but I definitely remember Kenny Red opening up the door, man. So, you know, I'm definitely thankful for the, for the time that I did have with them. And I learned so much in the very short amount of time that I did. Man, that's beautiful. And that was in Vegas, right? No, this was actually in Milwaukee when I was still staying in Milwaukee. Oh, okay. okay. That was he, he came to Milwaukee twice because I'm a you know I'm, that's where I'm from. So he came once. I think it was Kenny Ivey's party, and then second for another player's ball. I think it was Kenny Ivey's birthday. I was like once for his player's ball, once for his birthday because I remember Pinky was there. Uh, Juju wasn't there. Um, Good game was there. A uh, couple other people was there that I can't remember, but I remember those faces for sure. So, yeah, it was definitely. Hey, shout out to all them players. Man. Yeah, shout out to all the famous players, man. Oh, and he introduced. How, how can I forget? He introduced me to Bishop Don Magiwan. How can I ever forget oh. that? He, he, you know, I, I shook hands with him very, very briefly, but we did have an interaction. So, you know, I definitely got my word to thank for that. You know, so. um Oh yeah, that's awesome. I felt when I first met uh, Don Magic One, I was like, "Wow, this guy is magical." You know? <laughs> yeah, I definitely was in awe. And like I said, even though I, I, I never, and let me make this disclaimer, even though I never, you know, touched a blade or anything like that, that game is always, you know, applied to me. And I've always applied it into my own way. So, you know, you know, I, I've created my own style from watching Maroy's movies. And then, what really stopped me from really jumping in full, full fledged is at all the positive stuff that Maroy was uh, promoting, there was a lot of negative shit that he would promote too. You know, like he would tell you about the time niggas were getting jail and pimps getting sentenced to damn near life in prison and all that. But he other was shit. trying to warn people. See, he was he was like a journalist. I'm sorry, I don't mean to cut you off. Like, no, no, no. That's um, He was like, like, like a journalist, you know what I'm saying? So he had to put the good, the bad, and the ugly, how he, like, he used to say. Absolutely. So, I have, so I looked at the ugly, and I was like, man, <laughs> these, these people, I'm serious, like, yeah. these are losing their life, losing their freedom, you know, do I really want to risk myself, you know what I'm saying, for something like that? And and most people who, who make it out, who uh, go through the game, don't make it out, you know what I'm saying? There's a lot of people whose lives have gotten lost, you know what I'm saying? RIP to all the famous players who's lost their lives due to doing that shit. You know what I'm saying? So I, I got to respect it. And, you know, that wasn't my lane. And I, I had to create my own lane. And I figured, you know what? I can do what Michael Maroy was doing. 
you know, I can fill his shoes a little bit. So I'm doing it my way with the podcast and, you know, doing TikToks and some more stuff, man. I got a lot of that from, from Roy. You know, and I apply a lot of my game that he taught me and then the game that I learned from flat famous players and I apply it to what it is that I'm doing in my life, which one, which I want to ask you, why don't you personally think anybody has stepped up to the plate since Maroy died? Like, to be the, what do you say to the plate? You're talking about like... With, with films and, and, you know, take kind of taking over... You know, or or at least helping out where Two Wheel for TV left off because he created a hell of a platform, and and you know, for for the longest time, I was waiting to see somebody else kind of either, you know, fill in Leroy's shoes or you know, kind of do the same thing that he's done or you know, kind of take his vision and you know, take it to the next level. How come you think anybody, no one's you know, stepped up to that plate? I mean, with with the exception, I think a lot of people, a lot of do, like a lot of guys probably want to do it, and you know what I'm saying. But it's like, who can really replace Leroy? All that, you know, the style that he had when he made Too Real for TV it was like unique. So I feel like this is what I'm thinking that they're thinking like, it, you know, it's a respect thing for Leroy as well. But now that they see me active. Now that they, you know, they're like, okay, let's real for TV alive. I mean, I have the support from, you know, Silky Slim, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. C- I don't know, CJ, that was one of my always close friends. Okay. Uh, you know, from San Diego, shout out to CJ, you know, they were real close. Um, you know, I have people like that. Um, but I feel like the more active I am with Tariq for TV, the more guys are my step up to the plate, right? As well. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, but um, I feel like they're giving me respect and letting me do my thing and seeing where I could take it because I was the wife of Maroy. So it's like, you know, okay, so when Maroy first passed, I was like, trying to find somebody to put on to real for TV. Okay, who could be the face? Who could do it? You know, I have great people in mind that could do it, but it's like, damn, whoever starts it, it has to be me because I was the last person with him and like, I kind of know his vision and where he wanted to take it. But I feel like the way to real for TV could go is international, right? Absolutely. Um, I feel like, like guys like you in Vegas, like you could be out there like you could be my eyes out there for too real for TV, basically. Hey, you know what? You know? I would love to be your eyes out here for too real for TV. <laughs> <laughs> How about no, that? One? You know, well, you're in you're in Vegas. Like I'm in DR, you know. But I not not just people like you. You know, I can hit up other guys that are in different cities, and we could grow from there as well. Of course, uh, because your network is your network, and, and basically. Um, um, of course, I, we could talk about that more deeper, more better in a couple of months or weeks if, um, you know, how because th- things move fast, but you also have to ha- plan the stuff when you're talking about stuff. Like that. Absolutely. But I appreciate you saying that, you know, you could be that guy. You, I mean, you know, you got, you, you got a camera, you be shooting as well. Man, listen, it ain't nothing to go get a camera. You know what I mean? Because I'm going to be honest with you. I'll, I'll, you know, every everybody and everybody's doing everything from their phone right now. You know, everything is going on 
digital. So, I mean, if we can sit up here and we can talk definitely ideas and you still have the rights to a lot of those old footages and, you know, we can re-upload those and, you know, really, really take Too Real for TV to the next level, you know, because I definitely have some ideas of my own. So, you know, with, with your blessing, I would definitely love to talk more in depth with you about that. Well, definitely, yeah, we could definitely talk about that, you know, after live. And sounds good, sounds good. <laughs> All right, so, so when it comes to Maroy's vision and his legacy, we definitely, it has to be um, something real and something that that's too real for TV. Absolutely. And only, and only you know, people know, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. How it is, how it was. So. Absolutely, absolutely. So let me ask this: uh, Where do you like to see Two Real TV go from here? Um, I definitely want to keep it documentary style. Um, I would love the players' balls to be bigger every year. You know, just because that's what it was. It was based on. It was uh, you know, Maroon used to film a lot of the players' balls. But I know players will have changed a lot, so it's kind of like, um, that's why I said documentary. Basically, that's, I still want to keep the same style, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But I'm also, um, because I'm doing photography and video shoots over here, so I'm working mainly with females now. Okay. If that makes sense. So it's like... You know, it's, um, I'm not Maroy, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. <laughs> But it's like, like you said, I, I, I could brainstorm with some people. We could have some ideas bounce around on other things that we could film or we could do just to make the channel grow because right now the, um, the main thing is the YouTube channel, the new content that comes in, right? Mm -hmm. Because, you know, that's where his, um, all his fans mainly are, YouTube. Okay, absolutely, absolutely. You know, um, but um, but we're gonna see. You know where it goes. I'm excited. I'm just um, I'm I'm just excited, man. Same, same. <laughs> I always talk to that about that, but I um, you know, I definitely um feel like I have more time now since I made that move to the bigger company. Now, let, 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 I mean, before we jump back into uh, Maroy, let's ask that. Let's ask you this. What made you go out to the DR? Um, well, I wanted to leave the country. Um, DR really, that I always wanted to retire out of the US, right? Even when I was in Morocco, we always talked about Mexico, somewhere in Mexico. Um, but when I met my husband that I'm with now, he, um, he wanted to move out here. So it was like, you know, it was perfect. It's close to Miami. We, I lived in Miami before. Okay. And I, I like the weather. I like the culture. So for me to be in DR and then be an hour from Miami, it's, I think it's, it's really cool because it's like, you know, sometimes people be like, when you leave the country, you still want to be able to fly back to the U.S. Like if something happens, if you need to go back or whatever, you know, you're still close. Absolutely. Because it's funny that you um, say that because I actually have plans to leave the country myself. I actually have my passport. And I tell all my player partners out there to go get your passport. Yes, man, man. 
from, we were just talking about that, yo, me and my girl. I'm sorry, I'm, I got my people right here. Oh, no, no, that's, that's cool. <laughs> no, yeah, you know, we, hey, she's on vacation, so we're all here, you know, um, in, in the art, actually. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, man, I think that when you leave the States, it's just, you know, you feel like more relaxed out here. Like you feel like you don't have to look over your shoulder. Like um, the, the the people here, the culture, people are very loving here. I mean, people will invite you coffee. Like they won't, they don't even know you. You know, they'll, be, oh, they'll give you a Presidente beer. That's what they love out here, Presidente. <laughs> That's what's up. That's definitely Man, it's so cool out here, though. It's like, I can't even explain it. It's like, you just got to come, like, and, and just open your mind, you know, and, and, and like, don't hey, be scared, basically, to make a move. Hey, know? let me ask you a question. Is it super expensive to go out to the DR? Like to fly in to visit? Fly in, visit, and, and like hang out and have fun. Like, is, is it really expensive? Does, does our, does the U.S. dollar go a long way out there? Um, well, that's funny that you asked that because actually, um, you know, that's what like um, me and my husband do. We like um, help people. When they come out here, we can book you a villa, a penthouse, a, a luxury hotel, anything like, like that in, in one of the nicest resorts out here in Punta Cana and in Puerto Plata. Okay. Yeah, and um, it's, it's beautiful. Like, I mean, you're flying. I don't get involved in that, but that kind of like, let's say if you fly from New York, you're going to pay like around, I don't know, like $300, maybe less than $300 for a flight. But if you fly from Miami, I mean, we got flights for $120 to Miami. You, you, you hear that? But, you know, that's, I'm not, I don't know about flights. I just know, like, let's say you tell me, uh, Anna, I want to come down there. I can book you a room and everything, and um, and you be selling it. <laughs> no, but, um, you know, it's different when you live here than when you visit, you know, because when you live here, the cost is really affordable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's 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 better to live here than you know. I mean, it's cool to visit too. Absolutely. You're not gonna, you know what I'm saying? Because you're in a third world country. Mm-hmm. But it just depends where you go. Like I haven't been to Punta Cana yet, but I heard Punta Cana is like like Florida, like um. So everything's more expensive, you know, it's more like, like Florida, they say. Right. <laughs> so like, um, so I don't know about that. I'm, I'm closer to the capital. I'm closer to Santiago. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. That is what's up. And I always tell people, you know, to get, get that international game up, you know, real game gets passport and travels, you know what I mean? So, you know. In fact, that's how you learn. We... Yo, we always talk about that. Like when you travel and you go, like that's how you grow. You learn things, and you know. Mhm. So I gotta ask you this, Anna. What What would you say the one thing you miss most about Maroy? Or it could be more than one. Um. Now, I mean, just you know, watching him work, like just watching him. 
I used to be like, damn, he's always on the phone. Like, he will always be on the phone. You know, I wouldn't, like, be in his business like that, but because he was always, like, putting these long-ass paragraphs on social media, right? Uh Like, on Facebook. And, you know, just, like, seeing him and how he, man, just how he was, yo, like... He was so funny. I want people to know that. He was so funny. <laughs> he, I swear. He used to make me laugh all the time. That's what's up. Now, yeah. what, what would you say some of the good and the bad that came out of the cross-country pimping films? The good and the bad? Um, the bad was a lot of, some people, you know, had to do some time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You know, that's not because time is everything, but um, I feel like um, it taught a lot of people how to move as well, you know, and I feel like those films bring so much, like, because they're they're part of history, and one day people are going to wake up to, because I think people are, are asleep on, on, on those films. Man, because you know, it's... I mean, the fact, the fact that I haven't been like, oh, let me go get on Netflix. I've been thinking, like, me getting on Netflix, me trying to put the films, trust me, it's been put, it, I, I have that opportunity, but I don't, they, it's ready yet, you know? I, I think the world is ready more than anything, you know? There's there's definitely got to be some type of platform we could put those films on and, you know, bring, bring it back to where it was because those films were very, very popular. Yeah, but um, my plan was to work on a new film first before I bring those cross-country paper movies like into mainstream. You know what I'm saying? When, when, when you talk about Netflix, um, Amazon, or something like that, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I definitely want to work on his life just to get that project done and out the way like and really show give people basically an introduction of who Maroy was and who to real for tv was to him you know but do it right and have also the people that were in so basically everybody that a lot of the guys that was in the film i would like to have them back on there and see where are they now and what their thoughts are and maybe share some stories of Leroy and that takes time and that takes uh, money as well because you gotta fly to all these different places and you know and be, be in, in these in these um in, what how do you say <laughs> uh, and be in these locations in different states you know yeah absolutely but I love it I live for that you know I love Traveling with my camera with me everywhere I go, so it's like that's my my dream. <laughs> I think that'd be super dope, I, and, and I think that, and I almost no, I am positive that that dream will come true because you know you if you got the de- you got the determination to do it, and then on top of that, look whose wife you were. You were Roy's wife. Roy wasn't lazy. Roy was going was going to get some work done. So, you know, I definitely know that that, that project is going to be dope. So, I'm really, really looking forward to that. Now, um, what do you... Now, let me ask you a question. Is Too Real for TV open to promote other brands, or is it just, like, more so... Of course. Okay. 
Yes, we want to promote everybody. That's how you, you know, when you help each other out and you network with people, that's how you grow. You know, you can't get, you know, you can't go to the next level if you can't help the next brother or sister get to the next level. Yeah, I'm right about that one. <laughs> now, why do you think? Yeah, no, no. for sure. Like, you know, um, that's how we all grow, and and we all can become, especially the circle of Too Real for TV and the stuff that I promote, the Silky Slims. You know, um, the last interview I did was with um, International Spriller. I don't know if you saw it. Okay, I, I, I don't think I didn't see that one. I'm gonna go back and watch it. Yeah, I just, you know, yeah, go check that out, man. You know, to real for TV on YouTube. <laughs> yeah. So, so, you know, guys like him that um, are successful, you know, um, the Silky Slims, like I said, I, um, but, um, what's his name? Um, I actually, like, Bishop, right? Godfather, okay. Kenny Red, all those guys, like, to me, they're all successful and they're, and they're all alive and they're all like looking good, living good and doing nothing but positive things. Like they did their job, you know, and they and I think that they um, did it well and gracefully. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. So you were around a lot of game around that time. So let me ask this, what lessons did you take from some of the game that you, that you soaked up that you still can apply to this day? Man, like a, um, so many, like so many different parts of the game. I mean, definitely, I um, I learned. You talking about like the game with Maroy? Yeah, either yeah, with Maroy, or you know, just from outside looking in, you know, some stuff you may have overheard that you know, like oh, I can apply that. <laughs> oh God. Like I said, definitely um, saving your money and investing your money and being financially free um, and being smart. Like just, man, there's so many things. Like being careful and knowing who to fuck with. Like I just feel like every girl had a different story and um, um, for for me, I was blessed to have uh, be around good game, right? Good positive people, like you said. So mm -hmm. it was easy. I can't even imagine like being out there not mentor right, because that's what's wrong when people make bad choices. Mm -hmm. I just like they're not getting the right instruction to be their potential, right? Right. So um, I'm not perfect. I'm human, you know. So it's like, you're learning, you're trying to figure shit out, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm playing all the game that I learned. Um, but, um, but yeah, I just, it's so many different parts of the game that I learned, you know? Like in different situations, like, um, for example, like you live in Vegas, right? I had to learn Vegas is a different town, you did if your way, <laughs> mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying, like, and, and you move smart, I learned one thing, move smart, and three, and you know, it's not about being flashy, 
out and don't worry about you know being all um by Louis and all that that's important if you could have that it will come I think like a lot of people um worry about the particular stuff yeah absolutely you, you, and that's something that I've noticed too is that I don't see a lot of people really investing their money and I'm not saying it's not cool to buy Louis Gucci and you know all these designer things but you know do do what do what it is that you will but at the same time take some of that money and invest it mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying why don't you think people have an end game with, with, with getting into the game both male or female Everybody's different, like, you know, like I said, back then it was different in today's times. Um, yeah, I feel like all these girls are in the game. Everybody's on social media, everybody's a city girl, everybody, whatever, right? Mm -hmm. So it's, uh, they're already in the game. I just feel like it's not the game anymore because... Um, there's not a lot of real good um, guys that know how to like manage manage these girls' money. Honestly, mm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, you know, it's, it's different times, and that's where it that's where it fucked up in like 2000. We're gonna say like 2010, 2009. Like, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like. It, it was over. <laughs> I don't know. You know. That's when when people be like, "Oh, you know, uh, I couldn't like, I don't know, you know, because well, we'll talk about that later. But <laughs> <laughs> we'll save it for an interview too. Yeah, you know what? Because look, honestly, I'm not. This is how professional I'm being right now. I put a timer for an hour. And we have like 10, 20, 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, that's crazy. No, but, uh, but yeah, man, it's just a lot of things to talk about. Dude, when Maroy died, I was like, wow. I have so much letters, fan mail, pictures. Oh, I got all the pictures. Like, of just people and like um, you know high school prom pictures you know nothing nothing inappropriate like that you know what I'm saying right, it's right, like right, because right. he was the cameraman back in the day we didn't have you know Instagram social media days you know what I'm saying so it was beautiful like I kept all those pictures because it was just like all the work that he did is like I like I said it before I have big shoes to fill in absolutely so let's talk about those shoes real quick what what do you feel that you your special contribution to too real for tv has been since maroy has been gone um i feel like just you know keeping keeping him still alive keeping everybody still together um connecting some folks you know a lot of the times even though i'm not acting as maroy i'm still like the, I'm like the plug behind the plug, if that makes sense. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, but like, it's like I'm the middle man now. Yeah. No, but um, I just feel like um, still trying to keep the game alive, still trying to promote his stuff now, and 
selling the merch and, um, you know, keeping this game alive. You know, I carry him with me all the time, you know, and I feel like um, there's so many things that I want to contribute more, but so far, I definitely feel like... <laughs> explain this, <man. laughs> Explain it the best way you can, Queen. Good question, brother. I appreciate you. Appreciate you. Well, we are getting, we are coming close to the hour mark. So, I'm, this is your time for the floor to say whatever it is that you need to say and say any final remarks. Well, that's it. I just hope people support me and, you know, I, I want to thank everybody that has been supporting me and calling me and telling me to keep shit alive and keep it going, you know, and I just want to put a, um, a positive um, perspective in the game. I don't want to, like, talk bad about it or anything like that. I just want to document the good, the bad, and the ugly, how Maroy did, but it's definitely going to be, like, my style now. But um, um, I have a lot of plans and I have a lot of projects in mind that I want to do. Um, and like I said, um, yeah, maybe we can um, do a follow-up in a few weeks and see how we go. Because I'm actually um, working on something um, when it's kind of like an OnlyFans project, but it's like girls get paid with crypto. Okay. So, um, I'm working on that, and we're supposed to la launch in like um, three weeks. So I'm waiting on them to email me back on the stuff. The you know the actual creators, the people that create creating the um, the website and everything. So anyway, so how do we? Like when you're dealing with blockchain and shit, it gets a little confusing. <laughs> absolutely. But. Um, but um, but yeah, man, that I appreciate this call, and I can't wait to talk to you again later. Sounds good. Hey, how does how does one get in contact with you if they want to um if they want to send you an email or contribute to Ink Too Real for TV in any way, shape, form, or fashion? Um. Well, my Instagram is it's Maroy, You know, just M R S dot Maroy. <laughs> Um, and of course, the YouTube page to real for TV. I can always, um, you can always message me on YouTube as well. I always, I'm always on there on the um, private messages. Um, and if you want my email, I mean, you can re email me at two real for TV models at gmail.com. <laughs> there you go. Uh, yeah, you know, and then I have Facebook too, but. Um, Facebook, I mainly, I'm more on Instagram than Facebook, but I do, we have the two real news you can use on Facebook where I promote stuff. Um, so, Absolutely. you can check that out too. <laughs> and uh, I just want to tell you again, it's been nothing but a pleasure actually speaking with you. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for this interview. Um, I, I, I definitely look forward to working with you and, um, again... I'm, I'm humbled and appreciative. We're doing this for Maroy. Thank you, man. Thank you for having me. No problem. We'll go ahead and stay on the line. I'm about to get ready to end this recording. And uh, to everybody out there who's listening, I appreciate y'all listening and tuning in to another episode of the Professional Playboy Podcast. 
Y'all be cool and careful, and uh, I'll talk to y'all sooner than later. <laughs> Peace. All right, y'all. Peace. It was poppy. You know who it is and what it is. It's your professional playboy partner, King Gisali, back in this bitch like I left something. And listen, right now, I am live at the cathedral. I'm going to be doing an interview with the Godfather. So y'all stay tuned for that. Um, you know, it's not my usual intro that I usually do for the podcast, but it is what it is. But uh, make sure y'all stay tuned for this interview. Ready? Yes, record. Peace and what's popping. You know who it is and what it is. It's your professional playboy partner, King Gisa Ali, representing that Too Real for TV. And today, I bring to you a very, very, very special certified guest. He was a guest on Cost Country Pimping. I think it was what? One, three, four? You've, you've been in more than one. I'm on like uh, maybe five of them. Okay. You're one of the co-owners and operators of Champagne Elite. I'm talking about a man whose performance in the game was more than enormous. He is the personification of the church, tabernacle, under the divine guise of the Archbishop Down Magic Wine. We have the man from the Oasis who counts big faces. I'm talking about top choice Rolls Royce. I'm talking about the man who was real deep and money real steep. Five-time player of the year and triple crown winner. I'm talking about the undisputed. Godfather himself. How you doing today, man? Very well. I want to say something in reference to that spectacular, sensational grand opening. Oh, man. Strike that word, was. Oh, is. <laughs> Most definitely. You come along. Happy New Year to you, plug. Happy New Year to you, man. <laughs> oh, man. It's a blessing to be here in the name of Too Real for TV. Great. So let's get it started, man. First and foremost, man, tell us about yourself. Who is the Godfather, man? Well, the Godfather is a makeup of a man that come from the bottoms, come from the concrete streets, that did it sweet, kept girls, and traveled the world. Godfather is a man that's biblically sound, you dig, by the Archbishop Don Magic Wine, I was crowned. That way, that part. Uh, streets, understanding the streets through trials and tribulations. A lot of youngsters, they come to the pulpit, come to the stage, you dig, has some like Maybe the Mac Fleury, you know, that's St. Patrick's Day. That only be on the McDonald's menu for a hot second, you know. Get up there for a hot second and they, you know, think this or think that. Well, the Godfather, I try to make effort to correct a lot of the youth, you know. And that go for the prostitutes, the pimps, you know, people from all different walks of life this day and age, you know. And I've been fortunate to gallantly supersede and high hurdle obstacle Ronaldo Nehemiah play Michael Johnson felt shit you dig yeah, yeah. yeah swam my way to the top you know and uh, what I mean by that been through all the turn gates you know we say prison ain't a good thing you know one thing I will say is a, give you opportunity to discipline you get disciplined and you learn the value of different things when you go through different situations and crises. Not saying that prison, no way, form, or fashion is a proper delegation of uh, direction for anyone. I'm speaking about what you're going to get if you don't pimp right. 
This train is on the right track. You just got to pay attention. Church, tabernacle. Preach. Preach. I can dig that. So, let me ask you, how'd you get the name The Godfather? Well, Archbishop Don Magic One, he said that I was enthusiastic about prayer coming into the church. Bible, steadfast from my mother. Archbishop Don Magic One, he has, Lord have mercy, eight to twelve Bibles on the table magnifying glass right there for you in his dining room area and at his mother's as well and he said that you know you're a godly man and you do good with situations you father over that you the godfather and the prior godfather had i believe committed suicide so i was actually seated and uh, re-delegated for that seat when I was spent around in Chicago, certified by Archbishop Don Magic One and Minister Seymour. So you from? Are you from Chicago? No, not at all. That's okay. where I got certified at. Okay, where are you initially from? Initially, I'm from uh, Richmond in the Bay Area, Richmond, Oakland, California. Okay, how'd you end up in Vegas? Well, my mother and my family uh, served a lot of time in the ministry, and they stepped forward and came over here and did their thing over here and I come to visit and do my thing. You know, I've been coming in and out of here for a while. My Honorable Kenny Red, my cardinal, I've been in the church. He uh, had a lot of magnetic power. <laughs> you dig? Had me over here in mansions under the shower, <laughs> you know, doing big time shit, getting that grip. But yeah, there's a lot of things that had me stationed here. You know, and the church ain't what it used to be. We used to have regions, man. You know, I'd be over here at Kenny the Cardinal. I'm the pastor of the desert, and you have Pimpsey down there in San Diego. You might have uh, Minister Juju over there in D.C. Good game. You know, we was like that. So this stuff that they doing now, it ain't no camaraderie. I don't see it. Mm. We're going to get more into that camaraderie in a minute, but I do want to ask you, uh, what was your beginning steps to the game? Like, what, what drew you to the game? How did you get introduced? Well, I talked about this in Two Real TV past before. Okay. I, uh, you know, I had my mother, they had all sisters, man. You know, and it ain't no prefabricated bull crap. She had five sisters, and they bathed me. My, my hair and I'm my only child. So a lot of things that uh, wasn't expectation. It was just natural. It was just nature for me to have things done for me due to the fact that I was a only child and I come from a mother that was so gracious and was a minister. So it was all fitting and it was all for me to be served. And if a chick couldn't do that, then, you know, I don't, I don't need her around, man. I don't sure. need nobody that's not going to do what she's supposed to do to enrich and to harvest her man to an astronomical level. Dig that. Mm -hmm. Sure. So you grew up with a mother and a bunch of sisters, man. So some of the morals that you learned from that household, did those um, stay with you within, without the game or in the game, rather? Without question, you know. Um, Could you tell me some of those morals? Yeah, you know, women have things that's instilled in them naturally. If you're a woman, whether you're fat, you're ugly, in someone's eyes, you're hard on the eyes, whether you anorexic, skinny as I don't know what. You walk to a door, a man is going to automatically open it for you. Each and every one of us do it. Sure. Women have something in them that we don't have. So I knew all the time to be courteous to a woman 
was a way to a smile. Mm. Every woman that I held the door for, none of them not look back and say thank you and smile. Mm. So I knew by being courteous that being courteous would get me a long way. You know what I'm saying? So when I asked a chick to do something, you know what I'm saying, she already know that to 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 even fathom the no, the not, the can't, the won't is facetious. It's totally absurd. Absolutely. You know, because I'm gonna do I'm gonna do what the next ain't gonna do. You know what I mean? I got the way. I got the key. How I got the key? Cause I stay on my knees. I never confiscated and had my hand out and checked a lot of cheese without falling to my knees. Mm. You did, and it's only fair to have prayer that way. That part. Sure. Who were some of your influences in the guy? Well, my enthusiasm was first and foremost uh, Archbishop Don Magic Juan, uh, God. I watched God for a while. Uh, I never was in the fairy tale, you know, no book come true. Go deeper with that, what do you mean? You know, I'm not going to go to no tales about um, El Dorado Red. I'm not going to go to no tales about white folks. You know, those are, those are stories, those are what we call theoretical storyline. And the word theory is just a word of thought, a person's self uh, version or however they scripted. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I do the real thing. If, if, if I see that Bishop Fillmore may have 20 chicks, 22 chicks, whatever the, the number was, if I see that, then I know that's real. If I read something, then I'm not going to get that versus what I see versus what I uh, get that dialogue, you know, that from the book, you know. So my thing is, these youngsters, you got to be 100. You can't play pimping. If you don't have the money, you don't have the chicks, you don't have the philosophical wits, you don't have the phenomenal and charismatic ways, then you might be short-term. NFL, not for long. Not for long. You know that, man. So... What were some of your likes and dislikes about being in a lifestyle? Now or then? Both. Then? The and when you say then, how long, what do you, what, like, give me a time date. When is then and compared to now? Me to you. Okay, now, fair so enough. I'm supposed to be retired. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to say you're retired. <laughs> We definitely gonna say you're retired. So, so let me ask. So we, so we gonna ask this then. Uh, when and why did you get out the game? Well, God had another calling for me. Uh, you know, I start growing into really understanding the economic aspect, and it wasn't fair. And I'm really talking to you, and Break I hope down. all these young pimps see, hear me. It's not fair. The Work that's ensued with the client, the dollar economically today, it's no equivalency to the work that you put in, whether it's recreation, whether the interest is took for housing, whether it's for insurance or whatever, the, the dollar amount ain't the same. You, do you understand what I'm telling you? A bro might go out and do, you know, there's a lot of fabricated numbers. 
I, I understand. I understand the numbers from the concrete. I understand the numbers from the corporate aspect, and I understand the numbers from the carpet. And none of the numbers is what they were when I was playing it, so I can imagine how much of a struggle it is for a young entrepreneur, for a young matchmaking guru, for a young uh, person that's playing in the industry. How's the game different from then from now? I just told you, interviewer, that the economics ain't going okay. and it's not fair. And so it's more of an economic thing. Well, that's why I don't play. Okay. I'm not gonna do something if it's not fair to to the that that I'm uh, you know laying down, you know to the to the people. You gotta follow me. If you ain't game tight, you are gonna lose all this jacket. That's so if a nigga yeah. not if a nigga not playing something corporately, if he ain't got the broad at a football stadium, if he ain't got the broad at the at none other than the SpaceX program. Waiting on this or waiting on that, I ain't finna give it to you. I'm gonna let you find it. Mm. Church. 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 Talk to Preach. You what are some it? of the lessons that you learn from the game that you still apply to your everyday life? I get up every morning and get myself right. You dig? That part, I pray. You know, it was every day in the game, I was praying. I was like, man, I hope I make it this day. I, I, I'm asking God to make sure that. I don't get caught up. I don't get engaged with some goon, some monkey face nigga, you know what I mean? They don't understand communication. You know, the game is a lot different. The, the theater that we played is nowhere near there. I go out there right now with my security or my team. Ain't nothing out there. The, 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 the level of the youngsters that's running up to holler at me, ain't nothing up there. And the ones that I know, I can't say y'all's name, the ones that I know, Rolls Royce boys and them, you know, them boys. Yeah. Them boys right there know how know what they doing. Being a gentleman, having quality communication skills, you know what I'm saying, hands-off game, and guess what? Orchestrating not just here in Vegas, but playing all the states. Have you, have you done the Augusta Masters? Have you experienced the U.S. Open? Have you, how many Super Bowls do you have? I need your belt! Mm, sure. You know who I'm talking to in here. You pipe down. Sure. That's going to lead to my other question, man. What, you had a lot of memorable moments in this lifestyle, man. Can you can you share a few of them with me? Your, your favorite moments? I like that question. Mm -hmm. My favorite moments. Getting crowned was one of my favorite moments. Talk about that. How'd you get crowned? Come out of St. Louis Cadillac State, and I think they crowned me. Uh, I had a lower denomination. I think I was coolest guy. Come back in, I get best dressed. Then I come back in, I got that peer of the year down in Los Angeles. So I did one in St. Louis, uh, Big Daddy Kane, North Carolina, and I snoop over in L.A. And I didn't know that I had the third one coming until my, my constituent, Sincere, one of my top, she was the fleet commander of my five wives. She came into my dressing room and said, Daddy, Daddy, this going to be three in a row. I'm three what? I'm getting my towel ready. You know, I got, I think on the docket I had Mr. J. Uh, Mr. J, I forget, uh, it's another boy, I forget his name. Well, there's some good hard pimps too back then, man. These guys now, they don't, these niggas had they, 
look like they singers, man. They coming in like Usher, man. I mean, teams of bitches and niggas holding phones. And, you know, it was some stomp down. And it was about who bro can go. Because, you know, Snoopy performing and 50 was doing his thing. And Bishop, you know, they, they did that P.I.M.P. thing. You know, and then for Hustle and Flow. I mean, the, 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 the propensity of the pimp game was so high. The volume of it was so high. You know, you had lames jumping and falling out their bed and thinking that they can fall in the game. You know? Mm -hmm. I dream of genie shit. Gilligan Island, you're the only nigga sure. to think like that. Yes, sir. You did? Yeah, man, this game is something, man. It didn't took me in hot air balloons. I done been in submarines in San Francisco with a bitch, you know, that done went and sold and you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah, all kind of hot. It done done everything. I didn't even been in the White House, man. Mm. Yeah, not standing in front of it. How I got in there is another thing. But you I mean, got in there. Yeah, well, my people had some ties, my, my uncles and stuff, but I tasted a young pimp walk through there at a young age, you know, so I can't say the White House did go further where Kenny was out in front. We was in there. Yes, sir. <laughs> and I was too young to tell him, you know, that's one of my mentors. Man, you have any regrets? I enjoyed every minute of it. Uh, 41 states, 57 cities, out the country three times. I enjoyed every minute of it. Uh, um, even, you know, the, the getting caught up, you know, uh, that that's probably the most essential uh, regret that I have. They say you you want to host either to the crazy house or, or to the grave or, you know, however that saying goes. But um, I, from what I've seen, every pimp that I've actually met has elevated a woman's life. Can you tell me how you elevate women's lives that are around you? Well, the first thing I look for in a chick is if she got to be, I tell the chick, if you can't do what my mama did or get close to it, then I don't need you. <laughs> mama, wipe your butt, pick your nose, go yeah. behind your ear, all the stuff, and never, <sighs> oh, I'm tired, you don't hit. So a chick got to be able to, listen, First Timothy talks about that. Woman got to be in submission. That's in the Bible. I wish we had a Bible on location. That's 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 the first thing. Why she need to submit, she need to submit. Man created first. He talks about it in Genesis, the head and the tail. The same thing he talks about in 1 Corinthians when he says woman don't have control of her body, but the man does. This something is scripted 6,000 years ago, so it's irrefutable and incontrovertible. You can't dispute it. You know, and some people use that, you know, in native relationships. And some live by the Old Testament or the New Testament. Some go through Genesis, Exodus, Numbers, Leviticus, you dig Deuteronomy, uh, Yahshua, Judge, First Samuel, Second Samuel. You hear me, Tabernacle? Church. Preach. What made you different with another uh, piece in the lifestyle? Well, I took, I took the Lord with me when I did. I told the chick that if she didn't do what, what was commanded to her coming from, the alpha, the husband, the mate, and in, in, the, in, 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 in the urban term, or should I say in the, the uh, uh, it's called uh, ebonic term, the pimp. That word is so far from me. Look how I had to figure something out to even say the word. <laughs> that's a horrible word to crown somebody who's a marketing guru, somebody that's uh, 
a strategist, somebody who's a mate master, you know. What can I say? It's, di it's different out the loop, too, now that I'm just boxing and doing all the different commercials and stuff, you it's, know. It's crazy, because so it, 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 it literally led into my next question. What are the, some of the characteristics that you possess that made you successful in a lifestyle? I think the validity of speech, I really believe the latitude, the grammar, understanding of polysyllabics, understanding the phonetics. I think that dotting I's and T's, S-S-I-P-P-I, you know. Yeah. M-A-S-S-H-H, you know, you and all the, you know, that's E-T-T, he, and then E-T-T, you know, and then that's that thing, and then you. H C and S S A M. I think that's Massachusetts backwards. Mm -hmm. So I tell the nigga I like to be different. Spell backwards, nigga. Anybody could do it forward. <laughs> that part, nigga. Cherish. That's why Bishop. Yeah. You have children? Of course. So. Okay. Well, let me ask this: How did you balance the uh, your lifestyle with uh, you being a family man and uh, raising your children? See, I'm gonna keep it real on this camera. That's, that's something that eluded me. You know, I never really got the opportunity due to the streets and the traveling and stuff. And my, my, my life was dedicated to Barbie doll, baby doll, sincere, even not any money. My life was dedicated to the streets. And my allegiance was to the Archbishop Don Magic Warren. And that's what I stood for. I would take my girls on stage in front of 8,000, 12,000 people, Europe, Packer Center, Roosevelt Hotels and places like that, and have them kiss new feet to show the grace and the honor coming from the desert, mm -hmm. doing something that the next nigga dare not do. You know, a lot of stuff that I can't really talk about, times, you know, we have good times, me and the Archbishop, and just, you know, it's, it's different in the church, and it's just certain things that I can't talk about that I would love to share. I talk about the women and mm -hmm. tour buses and, you know, hey, man, we had fun, you know. And um, it's a sad thing. I think about our friend, Mr. Kelly, you know. that's yeah. uh, You know, I don't want to get into that, but, you know, that's a cold thing, you know, for partying, you, you know, with, with the exemption and the... Uh, Little kids, you know. Absolutely. What's your thoughts about love? Or what does love mean? To love you? don't pay the bills. Sure, for real. That's what I think about that. Mm -hmm. Love is for family. It's a place for love. It's not. It's not in in the pimp game. No. I'm not talking. About it. What would you say to the person who said, you know, you gotta love somebody who brings you a bunch of money? I think that's a quote from me. I showed 10000 I haven't went to the box. Mm -hmm. Not at the bank here. So, uh, uh, you have to love what they do, and that's what I meant. Mm -hmm. I'm glad you, you're very, you're good, man, how you retort that. I like that from the last segment. That was slick. So yes, to answer that question, you love what the person do, you know, everything's about manifestation. And you have to groom manifestation. I've never got nothing that I've ever accomplished, like to where I'm at now in in terms of the entertainment world. 
um, without relishing and really ruffling the feathers. And that means that if you're a real Pete, you're going to take a back seat. What's that mean? Yeah, well, true. you're going to sit back and you're going to allow the chick to be who she got with you to want to be. See, the girl get with you to to get to somewhere. And you, when you're a young pimp, you can't see that. You think the girl with you because you're cool and you got a car and you're a defender. Mm -hmm. You go numb to the reality of the 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 neural of the chick. And that's what Bishop teaches, the, the, the neural. And Bishop used to say, man, what you saying, presence is everything. Well, be thinking she gone or this or that and that. Presence is everything. Presence, patience, brings perseverance. Those are three P's. Listen to me. Now, we talked about some of your ups in the game. Let's talk about some of the downtimes, man. Um, have you ever had any dangerous situations? And if so, how did you deal with them? I never dealt with the dangerous situations. God did. I'm sitting here. Mm. And I got all my teeth. That part. I'm pushing the nifty 60. Getting close. I definitely could dig that. How'd you meet Maroy? Greatest cameraman in the world. That's what we should have said. How did you meet the greatest cameraman in the world? Well, let me rephrase that. How did you meet, how did the greatest, one of the greatest P's in the world, Judge, meet, meet the greatest cameraman? I didn't know it was okay to pull that wall off of him. A pimping motherfucker, Mr. Moroy. No, I'm what? joking. I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. Uh, Moroy came in. Archbishop Don Magic One. I was in Chicago. And I was very green to that a level of the P game. That's alumni level. Everybody is their own reflection. You hear me? All right. Did you think when you met Maroy that those films would take you to the level that they took you? Uh-uh. I thought he was some dude that was slick and kind of because, you know, I always seen live, like, so, you know, he be talking crap, you know, mm -hmm. he had his handbag, his gaiters, yeah. wrote, I mean, he was a slick guy, like, yeah, he slick, walked, by, yeah, he say that, nickel pick. slick, first round draft pick, yes, and he was the kind of guy, he'll walk by your room and stop, and, you know, he'd suit, you know how he with the glasses, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. I be I say, look at this Max Robinson looking nigga, you know, <laughs> twenty twenty nigga, you know, you know, because he was always, always a good Q and A man. He was one of the most phenomenal Q and A man that ever, ever interviewed me. And just asked the right questions. Few times he would tough spot the questions, you know, something that I really don't want to ask. And he's been on the road. He knows about the church, so. You know, he's a great, he was just, it hurts my heart that he's not here and, you know, um, even the correlation with you and I is, is good, but it's, it's still more it's not, more, more not no, here. It's definitely, it's, I mean, we, this is not to replace it, this is just more so to keep his legacy going on. You're doing a very good job. Oh, I, man, I'm humbled by that. I really appreciate it. You really are. Thank serious. you so much. What were some of your fondest memories of Maroy? San Diego. Is on one of his cross country pimping tapes. Him, myself, and Pimpsey, uh, 
What did I, I don't know what category I won that year. Something we in the back of the limousine. Some guy gets up, says something very slick. <laughs> I was gonna ask you about that. <laughs> okay. Go he ahead. says something totally slick to Rose Royce Doobie. And that's not a person you want to say something slick to. Okay. Rest in peace. God bless you, sir. Yeah, so he said something slick to Rose Royce Doobie. But let me tell you how he did it. Rose Royce Doobie was generous enough. You listen, youngster. He been in the game. I forgot his name. He's on cross-country pavement, light-skinned dude. He be talking about the vaginas, the, the Range Rover smell like vagina and all that. <laughs> nigga got clobbered coming in with that disrespectful half Mink, nigga. Game, the coke disrespect the game. Half mink. <laughs> Instead of it being a 42-inch sweep streaker, is a 12-inch street sweeper. Church. You dig? So, anyway. The guy, they doing roll call. It's only the top in the world up there. Hey, Bishop. Hey, man, I want to do the roll call. Godfather Church, Kenny Red, Juju, blah, blah, blah. Good game. Blah, blah, blah. He do this roll call. Right, we all up there. So this dude standing on the side. So Rose Royce Doobie say, hey, player, what's your name? Who? Huh? Just like that. And the nigga said, my name is something. And he says, a whole lot of this and that. You know that kid ass shit. Nigga, you around some real niggas. A whole lot of this and that. It's a bunch of pimping. This way he messed up that. To Bishop, Filmo, and Doobie. Not no, and K Red, not me and Juju, and we young at the time. Mm -hmm. That nigga looked over at them and said, I don't know what y'all doing around here. Boy, there's about 3,000 people down there. I don't know what y'all doing. What kind of thing these niggas doing? Ooh. Nigga, I'm Rose Royce Doobie. Rose Royce Doobie grabbed the mic. Boom! Hit him on top of the head. Boom! <laughs> We all whooped him out. The nigga, he went running and everything, and we were talking about it in the limousine. Yeah, That's one of that. the best moments, me and Maroy, in terms of excitement. <laughs> Eating, he would always come take me. I was staying at the top of the sky, penthouse up there, and he always come take me to the blue building down the street to eat breakfast. I sure miss him, though. I miss him dearly. Dolomite, you know, he be with us, you know. There's a whole host of us, man. Twister, Big Daddy Kane, the brat, dog. I mean, you know, the church was full, bruh. All cup holders, and you had to be really pimping. A nigga should feel disgrace if he claiming the pimping. It ain't really pimping. Nigga, you pimping, you live like a baseball player, nigga. I'm retired and look at me, nigga. <coughs> I'm retired. This what is like leftover life. You did. Sure, and sure. catch me on the zone, nigga. Catch me on, on Fox Network somewhere. What's the biggest misconception about the game in your opinion? It's easy. The slogan is a lie. Pimping, Pimping ain't, ain't easy. Pimping ain't easy. You know what it why it ain't easy? Talk to me. Because you don't know how to play it. Mm -hmm. Bishop say anything that you do that, that that's hard, you don't need to do it. Action. Bishop say anything that you, you do, and if it's complicated and you having a problem and keep stumbling, don't do that. And you make yourself look bad. Don't you get better with the mistakes that you made? Don't you learn from that? Pimping don't allow too many mistakes. 40 years don't do mistakes. Mm. You don't mistake up on 40 years, you catch it. Mm. 
because you missed penalty. I'm trying to tell you something, 802-14-11. I'm trying to tell you something, ASR-273. I'm trying to tell you something, 46-889. I'm trying to tell you something, 189-88881. You don't hear me. And they say Patola, I'm one of the best that ever came around in my time. I didn't say one of the best that ever did it. I said it came around in my time. Mm. With the laws the way that they're set up now, why do you think anybody would get into the game? Not knowing. Not knowing. Not knowing. A pimp, this is what I always knew. A pimp put his hand, he put his life in the girl's hand. A dope dealer bust himself. He got to hand the dope to somebody that either tell or do something. A bro can wake up and just say, I'm, nigga, you going to jail today. For real. Sure. <laughs> I mean, I'm telling you some good stuff. You know, that's the, the you know, the gamble you take. That's why I say the ones that K-Reds and the, 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 the gangs and the, the Jujus and my godfathers and Jays and all this so forth, you know, uh, they fortunate guys, elite guys. That's why we church guys. Dig that. My next question to you is, uh, you got, let's say you, some some uh, up and coming youngster, Pete, comes up to you, holist and dolist, needs some game, needs some news that they can use, man. What type of advice would you give to somebody like that? Say that part again. Somebody who's holist and dolist. Stop. You know. Stop, right there. You know what I'm gonna tell you? Talking. Go do something else. Mm. You shouldn't be holding, and definitely if you're playing and touching in the concrete, you never should be doless. I can go ask everybody for a dollar from eight in the morning and do it all the way to 10. Best prostitute itself. You gotta figure something out, wash a car, nigga. If you can't get no hope, no dough from a hoe, then you know, I'm serious, it's a heart attack about that. It ain't no room for no holding hands and trying to figure this shit out, man. You're either born with this shit or you're not. And if you're not, you're going to prison or abroad, you're going to beat a bitch, or somebody going to shoot you, something's going to happen. You know, it's a chosen few. And it always been like that. The, the, the parallels of that pimp game, you can't play with. I'm telling you. I go around Bishop and God and them, I'm closed mouth. Because I know that they know. I know that they know the mind better than me. They understand the apparatus of a chick. They really know why she bleeds. I think it's administration, a period. I was taught. Break that down. Can't tell you that part. I can dig that. Sure. What is, why do you think there's so much infighting in the game between, like, you know, pimps and other pimps, pimps and hoes, hoes and other hoes, you know? That's kid shit. You know, a nigga told me this recently. I, right before I retired, I had commanded. I did the triplex. I'm probably the first man to do it since uh, Bishop was here. We down the roof back in the 80s. I did down there Boulder to Concrete. Then I move up to the Dome. I played up there. Then I go to the car. Then I, matter of fact, it was a quad I did. I did four tracks all in one day. Try. Uh, concrete uh, boulder being that over there, Fremont thing. One bro. I'll take one bro to make a land of five. It's about being consistent. 
And if the chick don't know why she's doing what she's doing, it ain't going to run right. It's like a racehorse. You might have a horse run the track a certain way. And this guy make the horse run it faster and to the side a different way. So when he get out there to do like that, you you don't understand me. All minds, my mind, your mind, dog mind, everything, want to win. A bird want to fly faster than the next bird. Sure. Another snake think he could wrap the other one up faster. So what I'm getting at is this with you. You got to follow me again because I'll tell you something. I've been going to the races. No, listen, I'm listening. It's about the mind with the chick. I just told you she could wake up and tell on you. She might get around somebody to go to a church or something. I'm talking about a Birkin bag or a little auntie or any. You don't know what might happen mm -hmm. in this day and age because everything is predicated on financial liquidation. Whether you give me something to give to this, to do to that, or whatever it is. And if it's kind of, you know, you got to have a certain type of bitch to really pimp in the millennium. And I don't advise it if you don't know what you're doing. I definitely can take that. I'm going to switch it back up to my boy a little bit. Um, if Roy was here right now, man, what would you tell him? <laughs> we doing it again, Jack. I know Bishop's going to might be a little colder. Make me lie. <laughs> <laughs> I swear I would tell him too. I swear to you. <laughs> Dig that, man. So, like question, man. When you were dealing, when you were in the game, man, uh, did you have an end game? Did you have an end game? Meaning that a time did you realize, man? You know what? I'm getting older. I can't pin forever. I'm gonna have to switch the game up and do something else. Let me tell you something. Tom Brady's still playing football. <laughs> 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 Bishop got two, three girls right now and now. Ain't no such a thing as that. Now, I will say this. If you're talking about time and error, yeah, it's time for me to not stand in front. If two chains ain't there no more. It's a nigga named Lil Baby. Mm -hmm. yeah. So I don't do, uh, 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 no, I do two chain, Rick Ross. So, yeah, when the time changes, yeah, nigga going to, you know, respect time of change. Mm -hmm. I don't think, I believe this. Bishop, all is with you is for you, and all is for you is with you. Church. I don't believe no, if the bro like me, and she getting down for me, the key word is me. Everything I'm saying, like me, getting down for me, and she understand me. Everything is me what I'm saying. See, and the chick got to understand that, back up there. Mm. Go back to what we said, bro. You got to do what my mama did. Mm. At least 28% of it. That means you got to be able to wipe my behind, pick my nose, everything. What if you go down? Is the chick going to change your diaper? Don't answer me. Do you really believe that in your heart? What's the key to making a woman to stay? Being harmonic. Being harmonic. You know what that means? Talk to me. The word harmonic. Get it to him. Get that word for me. I'm gonna tell you before you put it. Put the help. Pause one second. And I gotta let my um, I gotta let my phone charge up real quick.
Can we take a break? Yeah, we can take a break. Some of that. Nope. Some of that you got to splice. Yeah, we, yeah, this is definitely going to get chopped. Because you got to understand what I'm saying. Yes, sir. And when you talking now, you talking to church, talking to Darren. When you talking to Godfather, Godfather's mind is stipulated on manifestation. He 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 he. He's slow in certain areas. You gotta understand. He's biblical, and he, he believes in in spiritual power. He believes in in, in cohesiveness, togetherness. That's, that's all I ever played. I didn't have him five girls for thirteen years on a flute. The bishop wouldn't even. They wouldn't even let me stand next to church. Did you see it? Mm -hmm. Read yeah, Read it to real force for learns. You want to? Uh, no, no. Let's do it. Okay. Oh, you want to save it so I can oh, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. keep it real? You want to keep yeah, it real? Yeah, my camera is to cool down anyway. So oh, okay. 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 Right fair enough. okay. You want to wait those because I can tell you what it means and you can nod me off if I'm incorrect. Relating to a harmonic. A harmonic is a wave or a signal whose frequency is integral, multiple of the frequency of the same reference signal or wave. Time out. The same. There we go. And don't you let, listen to me, you, because you active in the camera off. You remember, be harmonic, and remember about love. I don't know you, but guess what? I love you. Yeah. I, you ever had a piece of some food and if I'm yeah. a place and you like, damn, I love that. I'm coming back to that the first time you taste it. You got to understand sure. you. It's a frequency. Yeah. yeah, but understand what I'm telling you, because you out there. And I'm going to hear your name. The game don't lie. Yeah. When I check down and that, you know Suave? Yeah, I know Suave. Okay. The, the fastest bankroll. Who brought stayed out the longest and didn't get, you know, the bankroll the longest. You feel me? All that kind of shit, man. You know, pimps this day, they don't pay that bitch nigga get knocked off with a bitch. You know, and this is what happened when a nigga get knocked off with a bitch. The nigga, these young niggas, the first thing the young niggas say is, what, the, what she give you, man? How much she give you? And this just happened right before I retired. I told that young nigga, I said, nigga, the bitch gave me her kidney, her liver. Do you know anybody that need a kidney transplant? I got a kidney for sale, nigga. What kind of pimping you doing? Talking about he couldn't check no money out the bitch, and the bitch got a healthy kidney. <laughs> they gonna check, that's 15. That's, that's, that's 15 right there, Jack. What's your thoughts on the Internet? It incubates the week. Talk. Okay. Break that down. Let's hear it. You know, that's like you waiting for somebody to knock at your door. You do Avon. All right? The internet will allow you to be something that you not really, you are in that aspect. Financially, it makes a week broad in a strong broad spot but not in a strong broad mentality break that down that now she a girl that got turned off out couldn't make it with him and she found out about this internet game you know how it go youngster mm -hmm. she found out about the internet game now she's spreading her legs at home like this and doing this right. <laughs> now they send her 1680 and then if she do it for 20 more minutes i think they give her like 130 140 dollars she do this times five to eight times a day 
five times, run 40, 14, going to that five, and that nine, and come down one time five, that nine. Man, you talking about, that's about $690, nigga. Five times. Do the math. Now, that's, that's, now watch this. Now, there's a nigga out there that got some girls out there getting $2,000, $3,000. That's dressing up, looking the best they can look and everything else. You see what I'm saying? And guess what? They weaker than the one that's doing that. Mm. They courageous. They want to make. This is where the pimping come in. Talk to them. They want to make. Yeah. This girl over here, she failed with it. She tried it, and sometimes guys pimp so clumsy and so sloppy, they take a, be a good bitch, man, and the bro don't even be live no more because the nigga don't know what he was doing. What I mean he don't know what he's doing? Probably buying the bro that's not making enough money more than he doing for the broad that's making the right money. And we talking about $5,000 Chanel bags and shit like that. Okay. So here, here's my argument with the whole internet thing. And and this is, and of course, I'm not a pimp. I've never pimped a hoe in a day in my life, so I'm, I'm only speaking from the outside. Yeah, a point in. of opinion, though. Yeah, so, the, so my whole thing is, Pimp C even said it back in the day. He said, uh, pimping ain't dead. It just moved to the web. You ain't got to give no tricks, no pussy. You ain't got to give no tricks, no head. I just told you. You know man. what I'm saying? So I, I guess my whole thing is, why don't you think a lot of a lot more peas that's on the on the street just do it on the internet? It's I, I would think it's a lot safer. You you don't there have, you go you the weak see mm -hmm. you in that category. I'm I'm, I'm not saying it's yeah, good bad right or wrong. You just said that what you heard him you a pimp you just you agree with me you heard him say that it's safe. Whoever you sound like you play football you okay. safe. Nothing ain't never safe. You made it home. I made an error. Okay. No man this football fourth down. You hear me? I'm listening. Yeah. Full blitz. <laughs> this football, Jack. Flagrant fire. Yeah. You can't be scared. <coughs> if you're scared, don't do it. You're going to get, you're going to have niggas beat bitches. You're going to have a nigga, uh, a trick. Man, I didn't had, I asked a nigga, how you compensate for rape? I didn't have a broad number on the phone. God Christ, my witness in Denver. This had happened. And the chick on the phone, y'all, you hear is, ah, that, and the bandit put a lighter in the back of her neck. Now, I didn't gave her the, I didn't gave her the manuscript. I don't, I got two bodyguards with me. This in the name of God and Christ. I said, I can't say their name. Never would you go back and dig that up. They put the thing in the lighter in the back of her head, and that's what he used. And he did what he did. They get on the phone with me. Now, I just told you, don't go up on no... Nowhere where there ain't no people. They go up to the top floor to a parking thing. Mm. Mm. Not listening. It's your fault, though. Yeah. You got to live with that the rest of your life. The police never would get, get you. But you got to lay down every time at 50 years old and think about that holler in your ear. Girl, come in. You in South Dakota. And she come and pull her pants down. Come. White boy, get out the truck. Just be when he get out the truck rocking like this, I thought the wind was blowing. 
So I'm walking, it's just doing like this. <laughs> I get closer, it's doing this. Now they didn't call me and told me the color of the truck. I'm thinking it's the, the wind. I mean, South Dakota is five below zero. This, I got a mean coat on, I'm still cold. <laughs> and rest in peace to the girl. She passed away, the girl I'm talking about. She was out of Savannah Park, East Oakland. And uh, so the truck doing this, I get closer, it start doing like that. I said, damn, I said, that ain't the wind doing that. So, beat on the door. Go hard. No beating on the door. <laughs> so, and I never would forgot one tear came out my eye and it froze. <laughs> oh man. Let me tell you let, let me tell you something. Let's hear. Let me tell you something. You got to have a heart. You got to have a heart. Absolutely. I'm gonna say something in the church. When you on the tour bus, I can't call no names and they are gonna love me for this. They take your girls and they you sit right there. They bless them. They rod. They big rod and body guard. You sit there. You a pimp. Jury on everything. Pass me the wheel. She's just going to work. Oh, oh, oh. You just. Vision. Hey, Godfather. You, you all the way live? Heart. Which one of them girls? You try to get, you try to say this one. This right here, can't say no names. This right here, and the guy say, no, you give me that one right there. The one you like. You know, you in the church. You wasn't no getting in the church. If you didn't have no bankroll, couldn't deliver them girls, boy, you ain't getting ready to be around. That's why it was only five of them. Good game, Juju, Kenny Red, myself. And Pimpin' Ken was never in the church. He'd be the first to tell you that. See, his mama was a minister. He was never in the church. He was just one of the best at what he did. And at the time, you know, he, he was a force to be reckoned with, too. But it's so different, brother. The hose is different. Back to the internet, because that's what we on. I'll be going in the topic. The hoes, them hoes is different. You just said that I cut you out because you said it yourself. You said safe. It's safe. Why wouldn't you do that? Mm -hmm. Man, don't you know once you do the internet, there go the Rolex right there. Look at it. That's the Rolex right there. You do the internet. You look over there. Ain't no Rolex. High as you go is the TV screen. You don't get the money for doing that and can get the Rolex or get to go to, to you talk. You, you didn't. Popped your way, your beauty, then walked you into none other than the Birkin place, and you got the receipt for the ninety thousand. That's the overlay for the underplay. You get it? I get it. Once you go to the internet, then you know. So the internet is for the people that subpar in it, and then how far is that gonna go? It sounds like if you do something like that, that you just doing that, uh, till you get to to where you can open up your nail place, until <laughs> you can, you know, it ain't no real. Elaborate dedication to it. You, from what I see, you get people like Sauce Walker who had, who got a couple girls. Who, and I don't think he's a pimp, but uh, he definitely talks real slick. But he got um, an OnlyFans chick pregnant. But from according to his numbers, you know, 
she, she's bringing in, you know, a respectable amount each month. Well, how about she got a social following? We hmm. talking about a girl that comes from out next door. I'm talking about. Okay. And you, Sauce Walker, you doing the, the what is that thing? OnlyFans. Whatever it is, it ain't concrete, nigga. You lucky I'm in retirement. She never could keep up with no with nothing that I play. No TV screen versus no stadium of people. You do the TV, what? You know, that ain't that ain't pimping. So if he's not saying he's pimping, then you got to respect and shout out to South Walker for the whatever he doing on the computer thing. If it worked for him and the nigga eating big, then go ahead and eat. Don't claim the pimp game, no. You know, because niggas like me that walked it and went through it, you know what I mean? I wanted to be respected, you know, till I go under. And what I mean by that is, I was telling a young man that came here today, you know, if you ain't true bona fide and really, really then got down and really then pimped on the concrete and known for it, then that ain't, you know, no. You got to do something to do something to get people to grab hold and, you know, know that what you've done you saying something that's a reality in fact. What were some of your lowest moments in the game? Getting down to one bitch. Let's talk. Can you talk about that? Yeah. I'm young. Um, I'm in Denver. I'm 3D at the time. I never got a phone call in my career. Damn. Bishop will tell you that. I'm one of the ones. I'm very fortunate. There's nobody, I'm saying it, there's no man right now who can come on Too Real for TV, Vlad TV, none of that, and say he's not lying. I ain't, I've never, nobody called me and say, you're broad over here, I got this, I got that. My low moments was, this going to blow your mind. Yes. Man, I didn't have a chick leave because <coughs> she got to go to Jehovah Witness class. Listen to you, getting $2,000 a week, and that was low numbers. I'm at a truck stop in a place called Karma City. I'm in Colorado. That's one. I'm just showing you something. I'm really getting 10000 Back then, that was money, 10000 a month out of that one piece. Two, eighteen, you know, every week. 400 600 a night every night, you know. My bro was out of Korea. I can't tell you her name. And uh, parents was over here. That was Air Force Base, and I happened to knock the chick off. <clears throat> and uh, that was th just that. And oh, when sincere, I had a chick sincere. She's my comrade. You know, she decided to go back with her kids and everything. And I had her for eleven years. Mm. And it didn't just affect my pockets. You know, the, the camaraderie, and you know, that was a shake up. You know, so. But you hear me? I never said this word though. What they said before, blow. When you blow the, when you said no, mm -hmm. man. I see what I said. She went back. You know what happened? Mm -hmm. I ain't putting that on my resume. I blew the chick. What? <laughs> <laughs> Do you think hoes need pimps now, due to the the whole rise of the internet and the OnlyFans? Every girl needs a boyfriend. Talk to him. <laughs> Every every pilot need a flight attendant, you know. Every police department need a dispatcher, man. So to answer that question is, 
Yes, and nobody has ever done anything by themselves. Oprah Winfrey did not create Harpo without the man holding the microphone. Beyonce cannot sing to the left, to the left without the dude playing the bass guitar. So the answer to that is yes. And if anyone thinks that they can do something, isolated is isolated. You like a person that pray to the sun. You one out of a million. You can't do nothing by yourself. And two always be one. I'm glad I got two legs. Can you imagine having one? Mm. Mm. I ain't giving it to you. What do you see the game 10 years from now? I don't think it's going to be nothing. Mm. The way it's going. You know? I don't see nothing worthy, man. You know, like, niggas, we didn't even claim pimping if we wasn't, like, really, really, you know, elite with it. I'm not trying to say that, that guys, it, it's some guys out there that's really, you know, doing it right now. I know a couple of them. Uh, the level, the understanding, comprehension level, you ain't, you know, like I say, man, nigga asks you, well, what the chick give you? Mm. Man, what you mean? I got, <clears throat> I, I'm for real life, I really got the broad kidney. But when you take control of a chick, you know, nigga be having, now that's value. People on the thing might say I'm saying something, but when I played, I thought like that. If somebody needed a lung and your lung is healthy, do you love me enough to do the 18-hour surgery? Will you let them morphine and propofol you? Shout out to Gorgeous Dre and his wife. <laughs> Shout out to Gorgeous Dre and his wife. She did it for him. His wife did it for him. Praise God. What can I say? That's good for him. He's a great guy. He's a real scholar. I have a number of great things to say about Gorgeous Dre. He was very, very intellectual all the way through his career. Uh, he's one of the ones uh, back with Charm and all as I could remember. Yes, you know, sir. Real good, real good gentleman. I'm not going to call him a pimp. Yes, sir. You know, but uh, with all these youngsters out there, I'll tell you this, find you something else to do. I'm telling you, man, it's hard to, it's like the Bible says about the needle going, the thread going through the eye of a needle. You got to, you know, your chances of making it in the game, like they say, making it to heaven. Can you imagine the thread going through the eye of a needle? They say that that's, mm -hmm. how, that's how only that type of person can get through. It's hard. Mm -hmm. you know? mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you got to ask yourself, why are you pimping? Because right now, in this day and age, you can't think. I see niggas getting thousands of dollars with a car wash thing pulling it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Nigga turn around, you see him in a Bentley. <laughs> you know? So, you know, your mind is a different era, different age, you know. We do need some pimps because they are some worthy prostitutes. So everybody play a role. Fireman, to me, is a damn fool. He go in a house, and when it's burning, they train him to do it. You call him a fireman, I say he's a fool. Residential doctor, Frankenstein. You call him a intern surgeon. No, man, you waiting for somebody to be burned up in the car to work on him. So, you know. It's what you call them. You say a guy, a pimp, guy's a marketing guru, matchmaking expert, cohabitation at his best. You know, in order to be a pimp, you got to be a gentleman. You got to have that quality manmanship. You know, 
Your diction got to be right. Your delivery got to be right. It's hard being a pimp. I'm glad I'm done. <coughs> I'm serious. <laughs> I hope you edit and put that together like that. I'm glad I'm done. Because the chances and the ways and the price to pay for, for, for getting some money from a funky cock bitch 40, 60 years, nigga, because you told your cousin, your cousin told the vice, and they investigated and kicked the door in and found one prostitution paper in your house. Ain't no damn, you all do it. It's some shit in your house right now if you pimp, you to the right. You ain't no pimp if you ain't got.